What is going on, everybody? Welcome back to another episode of the MCU Reviewed here on the Geekiverse channel. Oh my goodness, I'm so excited to talk about the movie that we have today. It's like a freaking Guardians Inferno, only I didn't say freaking. I'm Josiah Leroy with me today, my right-hand man, Mr. Baba Yaga. John Fick, you ready to talk some Guardians of the Galaxy? I am. I'm so excited. This is one of the only, one of three MCU movies I physically own, if that's going <laughs> to tell you a little bit about how I feel about it. But I'm also there very, very excited. There we go. Very excited to have Mr. Del Reed back on the show, man. This is, this is what I've been excited for. Our long lost friend here. Look at this guy. We it's been so long since we've had him on the show. It feels so good. Even though we talk about him as if he's on the show every single week. Dell, oh my gosh, what what's been happening? We missed you. Oh, I missed you guys too. I'm so happy to be back and to talk some some Marvel goodness with you guys. We we have to catch you up or have a little catch up discussion in just a moment. Uh, but also one of our hosts here. JT. JT, we had a wonderful experience last night. We had a Geekiverse outing, went to, to Thin Man Brewing right in Buffalo. We had a good time, didn't we? Oh, I loved it. Yeah, I definitely had a good time. And I love Volume 2 even more. I watched it last week because we thought we were going to do a doubleheader uh, to get two movies in. But uh, I watched it again today, and it didn't even feel like I watched it last week. It's so good. It's, uh, you know, not to go too deep into it, but I, I just, man, so good. Yeah. Uh, I'm sure we're going to have a lot to say. So we are talking about Guardians of the Galaxy Volume 2 here on this episode of the MCU Reviewed, sponsored by Fantastic, a division of 26 Shirts. Uh, Del Reed, co-founder of 26 Shirts, is with us today. Del, um, I, I think we should probably start with the catching up on the rankings. So where we've ranked so far, uh, we had Doctor Strange last week. So we talked all Sorcerer Supreme, had a good time with that. And with our rankings as they stand now, anything stand out to you? Tell us what we got wrong. Tell us what you were screaming uh, as you were listening to the podcast. We want to hear it all. All? Well, I, I don't know. I mean, we have. It's, it's, it's not terrible what you guys have here. Having Doctor Strange below Iron Man 3 is just... Perfect. I don't know about that. I think I'd go, what's the opposite of perfect? Imperfect. It's very imperfect. <laughs> Uh, first Avenger I think I fought for this a while ago when we did that show or maybe I just complained about it because I wasn't on all the early shows you, but, you were on that show um, you, you definitely fought for it oh <laughs> it's so good and it's 11 out of 14 I mean shoot even Incredible Hulk is better than Dark World I, I fought that battle lost real quickly when we recorded that one um, <laughs> <laughs> but it's also not a hill to die on they're two different no. I mean like you're fighting for the lowest tier of the MCU catalog. It's like, fine, I'll let you have it, you know. But um, yeah, I, I think it's it's not it's actually not too bad aside from the fact that you've got Winter Soldier below Age of Ultron. I mean, there's there's a there's a whole faction of MCU fanhood that to this day still thinks Winter Soldier is the best MCU movie made to date. I, I'm not sure that. I'm on that train, but I'm definitely not on the number five out of 14 so far train. Um, Winter Soldier just changed the game for superhero movies. It, it showed that you could make a movie about a comic book character or, 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 or whatever and make it an actual like, like, like intrigue and, and not spy, but I guess a little bit of that. Like it was just such a espionage kind of espionage. That's where, thank you. It, it's a complete espionage with a little bit a little bit of superhero thrown in it's just it's so great i really think that it kind of revolutionized 
you know, comic book movies, um, you know, in that time window that it, that it had. So um, overall, not terrible. Aside from the fact that Josiah, I love you, man. Iron Man three, number seven out of 14 so far is just way too high. I, I, I would put it too. maybe. Oh yeah. I'd probably put it number. I put it above Iron Man two, to be fair. I mean, there's, I know there's a whole faction, and right now Rashawn thinks it should be number 15 out of 14, but <laughs> um, I would probably put it there below Doctor Strange, but uh, not too bad. I, there, there's an argument for all this where we're at. Guardians number two, very respectable. Um, I mean, the original Guardians of the Galaxy being ranked number two, just to confuse the listeners good, and start talking about Guardians 2. <laughs> <laughs> um, that, that, that can be, uh, that I'm on board with that. It's 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 not so bad. It's not so bad. You know, so I wish that I... egregious, like nothing that like makes you super mad. Like, I mean, Rashawn, yeah. I swear, like I'm like come a little bit closer. I'm gonna smack you for your Iron Man comments. <laughs> <laughs> we talk about it all the time. I it's or we did talk about it all the time when we were in the the thick of that, and it was it was always so funny. And that's why like, Iron... Gone. <laughs> <laughs> Iron Man three came up. I think every show for a while there, like every like every show, Rashawn's like, and then also Iron Man three. Then he would just like drop it, but um, it's not so bad what we got here. It's not so bad. You catch me on the right day. I've got. I'm telling you, Ant Man is number three or something. But like today's not that day. We had that discussion. So we we I mean, we're a little bit divisive when we got to Captain America: Civil War. Not really divisive, but um, it. Guardians of the Galaxy surrendered that number one spot to to Civil War. Yeah, do you think that's accurate? I'm sorry if you already said that. Um, it, that's really it's really tough for me to, to honestly because Civil War is kind of like Avengers 2.5, and it does such a great job of bringing all these different characters in, and it has so many themes that you never think about when you're watching a superhero movie. Um, at least me growing up, I never thought about like how is the government just okay with these guys are superpowers with no checks or balances in, in anything they're doing. So I think it really brings a whole layer. Like they've done such a good job with the MCU in terms of taking these really crazy concepts, <laughs> these like fictional concepts and saying, how would this work in the real world? I think they've done a really good job, but I mean, guardians of the galaxy. And I'll say this later on um, with volume two, um, James Gunn does such an amazing job of disarming you with comedy. And then, Right as you're like laughing or like, you know, just coming down from that, he'll punch you in the gut with something so heavy that you, and then he doesn't even often give you enough time to really even digest this, this real feeling you have, whether it's about who your parents are or who your family is or, or why you even exist. Um, and then he'll just hit you with another joke. So you never have time to even like really relish in that. And then at the end of the movie, he comes in and he, he, you know, he, um, that lets you wallow in it and it's such great movie making so one two i think that they're both amazing and they're both so well made and they cover so much of either the human experience or the, the comic book fan who wants to believe this could be kind of real experience so i mean I, I i don't have an argument either way all right that's fair that i i was i'm totally fine with it being where it is but i had i my vote would have uh, kept Guardians 1 and then Civil War 2, which I know is sacrilegious to a lot of people. Apparently not as much as Winter Soldier uh, being where that is on our list. But I mean, no offense, that 5 is is super generous and we know it's going to go down with all the movies that we have coming up. So 
Hopefully, maybe it stays in the top 10. I don't want to get too far ahead of ourselves here. Um, again, the show is brought to you by Fantastic. If you're watching on the youtube.com slash the Geekiverse, you're going to see my shirt. I am wearing Fantastic number one. This is the shirt that, that launched the Fantastic brand. Um, I've got I've got Rocket, I've got Luke Skywalker, BB-8. Um, the it's the plan to to save the galaxy, I believe, is what it was called. So, really good stuff. This might be my favorite twenty six shirts shirt ever. Um, and then shout out also, we John and I have some spiffy uh, beer glasses here, glass to mouth, right? Glass to mouth. That's yeah, that's a company. So John's, if you can see, he's got the the iron gauntlet there. I've this got, is my this uh, is my daily every episode. I'm I'm using this one, so people have probably seen this one before. But yours has a story behind it. Ba- I've got Baby Groot and Baby Yoda. I just, you know, Baby Yoda was all the rage, is all the rage. Uh, but when Mandalorian came out originally, um, I was getting into glass to mouth glasses, but uh, thanks to John, and I emailed them and said, if you guys ever do a Baby Groot and Baby Yoda glass. I promise you I will buy it immediately. And I was like, come on, it'd be a big seller. So a week later, they emailed back and said, you know, that's probably a great idea. Stand by. And a month later, it was on and they sent me the link <laughs> and I bought it right away. So uh, really, really excited that they they took my advice there for what it's worth. I hope it sold well. Um, why don't we talk about first, just first impressions of Guardians Volume 2. Uh, JT, why don't we lead off with you today? Just uh, kind of your 101 on the movie. Uh, initial thoughts gotta easily throw it in my top five. I know we do the ranking later, but um, and that's top five amongst all of them, not just what we've done so far. Um, man, comedic lines, Drax, uh, Rocket, Groot, Baby Groot, but obviously, you know, uh, we got Quill. I mean, honestly, that's just where I'm at. Easily top five. Um, I can. I, it's rewatchable. It's something I could throw on every single day, and watch it nonstop, and and still laugh and forget about half the things that happened. And uh, there were some other things in there that were kind of tying into to the future of the MCU too, which I like that. Um, so, yeah, that's where I'm at. I always looked at the Guardians movies as a a bit of an advancement when it came to the MCU in terms of getting it closer to where we got in Infinity War and Endgame, um, even if people didn't realize it. But that's how I kind of always associated it. Uh, John, 101 thoughts on uh, on Guardians Volume 2. The Guardians universe is just where I want to be. I mean, it, it doesn't matter if it's a Guardians movie or if it's just the, those group of people in space in the Avengers movies. I just can't get enough of this crew and, and the vibe. And anytime James Gunn is involved, you can clearly tell when he has influence when those characters are in like Endgame and stuff like that. Mm-hmm. I just love living in the, the Guardians of the Galaxy universe. I remember every time I watch this movie, it blows me away at how at how well they deliver on a sequel and there's so much awesome character development like drax is so much funnier in this in this movie than he was in the first one and he was great in the first one we'll talk about all all the uh you know our non-titular characters but he's going to be up there for sure it's just in so guardians one had all the all the comedy all, all the cool moments and stuff like that guardians two made me cry and it made me cry again today watching it for like the fifth or sixth time it such a good job incredible father and son ring a bell there i mean my gosh there's there's some crazy stuff going on there that i never thought i'd care about and there i was uh dell bring it on home to me here what give me the one-on-one on your thoughts of the movie yeah well like i said a moment ago um james gunn does an awesome job in terms of playing with your emotions and and um these different highs and different lows when it comes to the humor and like the 
just the, the the feelings that you feel. He he makes you feel things, and a lot of it is joy. And um, I, I I love the fact that it's completely preposterous that Craglin knows the words to whatever song it was at the end. He's just he's just singing it in the in the cockpit of the, the ship and everything. Is it ridiculous? Wang Bang Shang Lang? Is that yes, the one? Yes, yes, yeah. Yeah, exactly. He's, just he's sitting there singing that. And so uh, it's it's so great because it takes he's taking all these things, whether it's music that you know, feelings that you that you that you know in terms of like the father son relationship and friendship when, when you know there's a part of your life like when like especially like in your twenties when like your friends are your family for you know for for so many people and um it's just it's so great and um I, I just love it to death. I think it's a great movie making. I think it makes you feel things. It's completely rewatchable. Some of these MCU movies, as high as we have them ranked here, are not super rewatchable. Like I can't just pop in Winter Soldier and just watch it anytime or you know, even Civil War. It's 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 for me it's not as rewatchable. I mean, maybe it's because I like the comedy and it's really easy to pick up and watch Ant Man. You know, just even parts of Ant Man, I can watch that. You know, Ragnarok, which we haven't done yet, is a very rewatchable movie. The Guardians movie is very rewatchable. Um, so uh, I think it's great. And it, it, one thing that's it's, it's great about those two is while they exist within the MCU and there are references to stuff that goes on in the MCU, they can be self contained. You can watch volume one you can watch volume two and i'm guessing you'll be able to watch volume three although you wonder why the heck thor is there if he ends up being in it or whatever um and they can be their own little franchise that kind of exists outside of the mcu but also inside the mcu in a lot of those team-up movies and that's not that's not the case with stuff like civil war or winter soldier or i guess any of them um besides those right that's a good point because at this point there's really no like direct tie with guardians one and two to the mcu i mean this is just a, a set of phenomenal movies i mean they happen like months apart from each other well in the mcu timeline isn't this like near iron man 2 or something like that the actual that doesn't it doesn't even matter like like i'm saying these are standalone films that they happen to tie in later and of course those there's those little seeds and things like the infinity stones and thanos get you know included here but these, these definitely stand alone i think that's a great point i was gonna piggyback off that um some of the better or some of my more favored mcu movies to me it's the ones that you can watch by themselves while knowing that they are a part of this greater universe and how they tie in so for me that's what really made me fall in love with guardians one was that i was like oh my gosh this is like a star wars moment for me first time i saw it it just sticks with me it's when i see star wars i i care about han solo and princess leia and chewbacca luke skywalker here i've got a you know a little bit of a parallel there it's like oh my gosh i love star lord but i also love Groot. and then drax is killing me over here but it doesn't happen without gamora like there's there's so much of that going on um in my mind that i I love i'll say this for for my impressions on the movie last week i teased that my perception of this movie changed a little bit after it came out so not unlike Last Jedi, which we'll talk about many weeks down the line, by the way. Uh, but here, when I saw Guardians 2, I was I had such high expectations because of everybody knows my love for Guardians of the Galaxy that when I saw it, I was like, yeah, it's a, it's a good movie. But it didn't sink in for me right away. It didn't hit home. Um, and as time went on, um, I saw it more on par with how I saw the, the first Guardians, but in a different way. And volume two to me is, is just exceptional. And it was, it was very hard to bring back 
to to kind of capture lightning in a bottle twice, I think. And I think they did that here. So we'll get into more of the specifics here. We're going to talk about uh, we're going to watch the the trailer at some point here. We're going to talk about uh, our favorite moment of the movie. We're going to talk about a few uh, other notes on it. But um, in in a nutshell, I think it's an exceptional movie. And that's coming from a, you know, a huge Guardians fan. Um, box office. So this movie comes out May 5th, 2017. And does pretty damn well. Uh, it grosses $863,756,051. No surprise. But we, as we've seen in recent weeks, we're seeing a little bit of a climb in the non-crossover movies. Where these individual movies, if you call Guardians an individual movie, they're, they're starting to climb up a little bit in terms of the ladder there. Um, so no surprise here from my end. I don't, I don't know if anyone has a comment past that. Nothing out of the ordinary to me. I, uh, so I was looking into this as well. The only thing that really surprised me, what not about the box office was about the budget. This was actually a cheaper film to make than the first guardians. And I don't know if it's because the, you know, the, the, the CGI pipeline got, you know, easier to make or they, they knew what they were doing. But I thought like, for almost any movie in the MCU, this might this might have the best CGI. I'm never there's so much that's happening that's not real. Obviously, like you're in space and there's all these different creatures, and sure some of that's practical effects. But man, I'm never taken out of it. I'm just constantly blown away with how good the CGI looks. So I was very surprised to see that this movie came in at like thirty million dollars less than the first Guardians. That's kind of mind blowing because you right. almost think naturally it goes up with the if nothing else the salaries right that you're gonna have to pay because they've done that first movie. It's like Star Wars. Everyone gets in just here and then. You know you got to pay to to play after that. Um, plus a lot of really big. I mean, I don't know if you want to say cameo, but smaller smaller roles roles for some really really big name actors and actresses that have popped up throughout both movies. Now it's kind of amazing. Um, I think a lot of actors just want to take that opportunity to, to be in a Marvel movie. You know, you don't always get to be Michael Douglas and be you know Hank Pym, but. Uh, your agent, if they said, Hey, you got a shot at being in a Marvel movie. It's a small part, you know, Ving Rhames will have you in there for about 11 seconds at the end. But, um, you got you want to be in the Marvel movie? Yes. Okay. Yes. If that's, if this is the only chance I want to get, I don't want to be 10 years from now going, Oh, I could have been in the MCU, you know? So, um, I think that there, as time has gone on, there's a little bit of leverage for those cameos. It's not unlike, you know, uh, Brad Pitt and Deadpool too. They said he, he just came out for one day and filmed one quick thing. And that was it uh, just to be a part of it, you know? That's yeah. Awesome. It's there's so much cred there, right? Like you just got to check it off the list. Even if you make that cameo, I think um, I've always said I wanted to make um, either like a video or, or create an article for the Geekiverse on just all of these insane, huge names that have been across this and just make it like a slideshow. And I think it'll, it would blow people's minds, even if you are an MCU fan. Yeah, we're talking about this film here where Kurt Russell is one of the, the, the you know biggest names in the film. Are you kidding me? Like, they got Kurt Russell to play Ego? What? Oh, and by the way, off to the side is Sylvester Stallone. Like, are right. you, are you just kidding? Hang, just hanging out on the side. Pop, like, what? Pops in for three and a half minutes of screen time. Just like, whatever. I'm here. What? Yeah. It plays a little nice, meaningful role there. And then even you go back to the first Guardians, Glenn Close. I'm like, what? what is going on here? Like, it, it's kind of amazing that those movies are the ones that started to attract some of those, you know, really A-list people. I really hope John C. Riley got off of Xandar, you know, before, you know, Thanos had his way with it. I, I would love to have, I would love to have some more John yeah. C. Riley. Oh man. In Guardians 3, I would love that, man. <laughs> yeah. He's a good fit for the franchise. Um, do you oh, guys remember? Cool. Yeah. <laughs> do you remember your first viewing of of going to the theater and seeing this i 
I do pretty vividly. I just I want to get mine out of the way here. Um, somehow, somehow, I was on vacation when this movie came out, and I knew it was coming out May fifth, and um, went on a, a cruise with my wife and and kind of a, a group of family friends, and I was like, "You got to be kidding me! I'm going to be missing." Of course, I could see it after, but as a Guardians fan, I have to, I have to be there opening night. Like we talked about our opening nights for a lot of these other movies so far, and I'm really in opening night mode now. Like I've got to be there for every MCU, every Star Wars, a lot of movies I normally wouldn't have cared about. It just became a thing. Ironically enough, I did not see this till oh man, like a week and a half after it came out, and I I stayed spoiler free. Um, I kind of just stayed off off the internet, but that was it. Lauren and I went to see it. We went to see it with someone else who's formerly of the Geekiverse. And, um, man, I was just, I was giddy like a little kid watching it, but it was worth the wait. Anyway, uh, John, what, what did you talk about your first viewing with this? Yes. Uh, so this was one of the ones where I, I think I mentioned in civil war, that was the, that was where I was working at Apple and had all my nerdy friends. And we were kind of really established our like midnight crew to go see these movies. This was the next one we saw after civil war. Cause I don't think we, we don't think we saw Dr. Strange together. I think we were all kind of just like, yeah, we'll see that when it comes out. And I saw it with my fiance and opening weekend, but it wasn't like this. This was one where we got the, the first showing available. We were all there. We had a row and a half sold out of all of us. So like the hype was real. Like Force Awakens level hype, like, you know, talking about every, every, just talking about every day at work, like super excited to go see it. And I remember watching it in theaters and being blown away and thinking like, man, they did it. Like my first reaction was it's better than the first one. I, I, I think they did it. And now I will say, so your immediate reaction was, no, it wasn't better than the first one. You were a little bit cooler on it. I was super, super high on it. And then like, I heard other people talking like you were saying like, no, it wasn't as good as the first one. So I kept doubting myself. So I was like right in the middle. I would never really come out and say like, yeah, I think it was better than the first one. It wasn't until it came out on a home video and I got to watch it a lot more. I'm like, nah, I, you know, spoilers for later, but I think it's better than the first one. And I had that immediate <laughs> reaction after seeing it. John, so it's funny you say that we kind of had the opposite mindset there. Um, I feel like I almost didn't want to talk about it because I didn't want to show people that I was less excited. I wasn't sour on it, but I wasn't like through the roof. And most people, at least in my circle or the Geekiverse at the time in that iteration would tell me like, you're, you're crazy. It's a better movie. Like it's just a better movie. And like I said, I've kind of almost got them on par. I'll tell you guys as we rank these at the end of the show, stay tuned where, where I actually stand now. But I mean, it could almost be one, a one B for me. I wonder if JT, I wonder if your first reaction was a little different because you didn't see it opening night and you, you didn't have that electricity and you're kind of just, you know, you had that little bit of a lull and maybe you had some resentment because you didn't get to see it right away. I don't know. That, that's honestly a great point. It's that is very possible. I didn't think I felt that way, but maybe, it, I mean, opening night is like, it, it's almost like opening night of like the Saber season when they were actually decent. But, you know, still, um, it's like you get there and you're kind of excited and everyone's there. It's a clean slate. Here it was like, oh gosh, I'm I'm late to the party. I, that shouldn't affect it, but maybe it was. Uh, JT, what about you? So this is the only Marvel movie I went and said, like, screw my crew. I'm watching it by myself. <laughs> so screw my crew. Basically, my brothers and, 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 uh, and my now wife uh, couldn't watch it for whatever reason for X amount of weeks. I said, listen, I'm going to watch it. I'll try to forget about it. We can go watch it again, but I'm, I'm going. So I went. Um, Honestly, initial review. So I loved, I loved all the the comedic stuff and everything. I was a little upset after, only because we're coming off, you know, Civil War. We're coming off Doctor Strange, and a lot of things that connect to the greater MCU. 
And this gave none of that. So, yeah, was I spoiled in that sense that a lot of these other movies were giving us a lot of stuff that was leading up to what we knew was was coming with part one and part two of the of Endgame and Infinity War. Um, and I shouldn't have really looked for that. So that's why I think when the rewatches came, I started to appreciate the movie itself more. Um, but, yeah, I was definitely a spoiled little Marvel brat wanting more connections <laughs> to Thanos and, and all that stuff. But um, that's funny. Yeah. I, so I, I remember was, walking out and like having that that hallway conversation with my group of my group of friends. And like one of our points was like, man, this was a self-contained story. And I appreciated that because we had just come off the highest of a war. And there was a lot of that stuff in Doctor Strange. The last scene of Doctor Strange, I think it's the post credit scene, Thor's in it and stuff like that. So like we're all hyped on Marvel right. and the MCU. We're super excited. But like it was almost refreshing to be like, to walk out of this one and be like, all right, it was just the Guardians movie, and that was awesome. And I know there's stuff in this that's going to come back to it, and they didn't, you know, they didn't go crazy with it. But I, it's funny that right. you kind of had that other reaction to it. Hey, T, yeah, your, was, was, oh, your crew did not see it because they were on vacation with me, apparently. <laughs> um, did so in talking about this being self-contained a little bit, as opposed to a more broad scale. For me, I don't tell me if you guys feel this way. I wasn't ever in panic mode, but this one started the clock ticking for me because this was the first movie where we were inside a year to go on the next Avengers movie, which became Infinity War. And at that point, I'm thinking at least how I thought things should have gone. And I was way wrong, by the way. But how in my head at that, my perception was there should be some buildup to what we're going to really see in an Infinity War or the next Avengers movie. And I felt like, okay, this is going to be the the one that starts to to hit those dominoes a little bit and then we we had uh spider-man soon after that and then thor and then black panther and i was like this is gonna be it and i didn't feel like we totally i mean you know obviously we didn't really get there did anyone else think about that at all in the lead up yeah i don't recall having that kind of uh expectation or disappointment so i definitely yeah, I expected so. it because that's that's why i was a little upset after i think but uh yeah i i wanted that uh, just, just knowing what we had, like I said, just come off of. Um, but it, you know, I totally regretted my initial reaction once I kept re- watching it over and over again. So, good to hear. Tell uh, first viewing for the movie. Uh, do you recall it at all? Yeah, I went to go see it with um, a group of friends uh, the night it came out, and uh, this was before I think the rest of my family had been really sucked into the the MCU. So now when ever a, um, a movie comes out or uh, a, a new episode drops of on Disney plus, like we all have to wait for each other, which is awesome that we share the experience, but you know, sometimes someone's got a busy schedule and you're like, <laughs> come on, do you really have to go to softball? Do you really have to like, <laughs> or whatever it is. So, but this is one of the, 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 the last, the ones I think I saw with, um, with with just friends and everything, but um, yeah, no, I I you know you talk about how you didn't like it at first, dude. Mister Blue Sky opens up. I'm like, I like this movie better than the first one, and I love the first <laughs> one. This is amazing. It they they've already made a masterpiece. This that whole opening scene. I cannot wait until the third movie comes out, only because these previous two movies have such. The soundtrack kicks off with such a great, you know, just a, a, a great scene and, and song. Um, it, I just think I, I love it. I, I I love this movie from from start to finish, and the music, the contemporary music. The difference between this and Star Wars is that you don't have, you know, whomever like CCR or whatever seventies or eighties band you can imagine. There's no there's no chance you're gonna end up hearing a, um, you know, a BG song in in a Star Wars movie and just make it that much more relatable. So, uh, 
yeah, that's a whole different thing. But yeah, I, I loved it from the moment I saw it, which was like the day it came out. I, I just, I love it. Dude, let's talk about that real quick. So Mr. Blue Sky kicks off the movie really for us. And I already love that song just naturally. But when it got incorporated into this, like I always associate it with Groot now. Like it is so perfect. That intro was such a perfect sequel intro to be like, hey, here's what we're doing as a team now. And I get goosebumps even thinking about it. And I feel like we should have a conversation after what John's about to say about awesome mix volume one and two. No, it's related directly to that. I, I mentioned last week is like, I, we'll talk about how many times we think we've seen this film. I don't know, maybe in the, the four or five range, but I have seen the opening scene to this movie 30, 40 times. Like that's something I will put on. Like when I know I'm going to go to bed and I'm not going to be watching what I'm like, what I'm about to put on, I just want something on for the background and put the sleep timer on. I would always just toss guardians two on and just watch the first scene and then turn over on my phone. Like that was just a routine for me. I've seen this. I've seen that opening scene so many times. Just so fun. I feel like Tell uh, we talked about this when we were we're at a restaurant and like every other song just felt like it was from Awesome Mix. I was like, oh, <laughs> was no it's a metal. Like they know we're here. <laughs> um, yeah, that was great. So I I listened to the both of those soundtracks. So every single road trip, every single time my wife and I go out of town, um, and then usually in in July we we uh, my family goes to Sunset Bay, New York. Uh, we rent a cottage there for a week or two, and. Wouldn't you know it, it's right located on a street called Lakeshore Drive. So it is, it's such a dead thing and I, I embrace it fully, but like we don't get onto Lakeshore Drive until I have that song rolling with the piano in the beginning and then we pull on. And um, I know Lauren can kind of almost roll her eyes at it, but I know she also loves it. <laughs> so um, I just, maybe Del, we also talked about this. This, and John and JT, I would have to imagine you agree. The, these soundtracks are a good mix of popular songs throughout the decades. Nothing over the top, but also a good mix of songs that I absolutely never would have found other than hearing them in this movie. No doubt. I would say that's most of this stuff for me, to be honest. I'm I'm not a huge music guy in general, but I'm I'm just like you. And every every song on both awesome mix, I absolutely adore. And I just I find myself just playing through that soundtrack all the time on road trips. Exactly the same thing. Like, Brandy, you're a fine girl. Is constantly if I hear a little bit of that song, it's in my head for a month. It's it's unbelievable. Del, were you telling me that James Gunn kind of shapes his stories a little bit with these these songs? Or yeah, yeah, absolutely. Like as a filmmaker, that's something you're not supposed to do is write the songs into the script because there's no guarantee that the studio is going to be able to get the rights for those those songs. But I guess James Gunn knows that he's got Disney behind him, <laughs> but he actually intentionally chooses every song that is in um, in those movies to to fit, you know, whatever story he's trying to tell, whether it's the the Brandy and the Sailor and everything that, you know, Ego tells mm-hmm. Peter about or yeah. um, or even like the, the Fleetwood Mac uh, uh, Break the Chain. Was, was that one playing at the restaurant? Was it? The, the yeah, Never yeah it, was, the it was the chain for sure. That, <laughs> That that might be the best use of any song in any <laughs> at least Marvel movie. I won't get too too uh, hyper hyperbolic here, but that's probably the Is best you... use of it, that, that. It's so great that it, it's it's uh, it's such awesome placement and the, the way it what's going on in the background as it's happening. Um, but yeah, so James Gunn does that. He actually writes the songs into the script because, like I said, when you have Disney behind you, you know that you can you know if you say I need this for the movie, they'll they'll be like okay. 
you know, wherever the, the, the record studio is like, all right, what, what do we, what do we got to do? What do we got? How much do you need for the song? You know? yeah. Also, we need it for a Marvel movie. Oh, okay. Exactly. <laughs> yeah. To, Your song will get heard. Right. Yeah. Uh, to, to speak to that a little bit, I don't know the full story. So if someone looks, someone's interested in what I'm about to say, you can look it up. But one of the key moments in the first guardians movie, they, it was originally supposed to be another song. And I think it might be the opening when, when he's walking through and like kicking the rat and like doing the microphone and stuff like that. It was originally supposed, it was written for another song, but they didn't secure the rights yet. So they made a, they, they made a, a, a part, you know, a backup plan basically. And James Gunn ended up liking that more. And I, I'm sure they could probably could have gotten the rights. So he doesn't, he didn't hear back yet, but I always thought that was fascinating that like, you know, because of the, you know, how hard it is to get rights, another, another song made it into it. Yeah, lesson I love that we whoever that song, whoever owns that first song, lesson learned. Like you're right. gonna have a whole generation of people that never even heard that song suddenly fall in love with it. Right, right. I mean, so that's a song by Leon Redbone. That that song comes on, everyone's singing it. Like if you know, I again, I would have never heard it otherwise because of Guardians. Like for sure, because of Guardians. Exactly. It's just such a like a pop culture phenomenon to me. I, I love it so much. I cannot wait for Guardians Three, if for nothing else, to get that soundtrack and get it played. Absolutely. And oh man, I could, I could talk about it all day. Um, John, do we want to queue up the trailer? Yeah, we can do that. Uh, do you guys all have it up on your end? Get past those yep. pesky YouTube ads. Cool. Yes. All right, good to go. Play it right now. The fate of the universe lies on your shoulders. Now, whatever you do, don't push this button. Because that will set off the bomb immediately and we'll all be dead. Now, repeat back what I just said. I agree. No! No, that's the button that will kill everyone. Try again. I am Groot. Mm hmm. I am Groot. Uh huh. No! Showtime, a holes. Yeah, I feel a general unselfish love for just about everybody. No, sexual love. No, no, I don't. For her. No. <laughs> she just told everyone your deepest, darkest secret. Dude, <laughs> come on. I think you're overreacting a little bit. You must be so embarrassed. <laughs> do me, do me, do me. Uh, I will say... <laughs> I cheated a little bit because I usually try to go for the very first teaser that comes out for the film. 
And there was a teaser that was before this one that they showed at some con or something like that. But I skipped over that one and went with trailer number one instead of teaser one because what an iconic trailer. I remember I remember watching that for the first time. I remember, remember it being in syndication all over television, like ESPN, everything like that. Maybe maybe the best trailer so far. I'm going to say it right now. It is the best trailer in the entire MCU. I so love it. I'm smiling the whole time. It captures the essence of the movie. It it brought um, excitement to a new level. After everyone loved the first Guardians, it was like, these guys are back. Um, right. Man, and, it's so well done. It's so and, well done. And how, like, the, the pedigree that James Gunn has, that, that those are two of probably the biggest jokes in the movie. And he just gave them to us in the trailer. But the movie is still so funny. Like, in all the lead up to those bits and stuff like that, you don't even care that you've got them spoiled in the trailer. Like, so good. Does anybody ever wonder why Rocket made a death button to be <laughs> I love I love that. I just love that. Yeah. Exactly. The death button. It's not like he made it just in case. Like he knew the exact scenario that it was going to be used in the next half hour. Right. Like <laughs> it's, so, it's so great. It just it only serves the point of being able to make a joke, which is I love it. I don't even care. It's great. Yep. Oh yeah. It's okay. so good. I could watch it over and over again. Just Rocket going no. Oh my gosh, Bradley Cooper, man. So. Mm-hmm. Fun fact around that trailer, Fox on the Run is the song playing in the background. It's the only song from Awesome Mix Volume 2 not in the movie. What? I don't remember that song being in the movie. I was going to say, I, perfect. I buy that. Like th- That makes a lot of sense because that trailer was so iconic and it was so like widely syndicated and it was all over the place. Like I, yeah, It makes sense to me. You know why it's so good? It's because I don't even know your name. You so they're kind of talking about the guardians, right? Like I don't even know who you are, um, and then it's you don't look the same as you looked before because they're they're a little bit different from what we saw them in in the first movie, um, and then Fox on the Run is a little bit of like a joke to to re- Rocket uh, because no one can get what his the the name of him either his name or that he's a raccoon correct throughout the whole movie. So it's it's pretty damn awesome. Oh my raccoon. <laughs> yeah, I was, I was just gonna say that raccoon. <laughs> it's so good i oh my gosh i love it so much i honestly i don't i don't think there's a better trailer if i'm thinking ahead in some of the other movies that we're gonna get even though i may like the movies possibly better than this i don't man just give me more i will be there the second the guardians 3 trailer hits yeah and especially if you put it through the filter of like did it capture what the film was going to be like obviously we already knew, like we already saw guardians one we knew what guardians 2 was going to be but the trailer just absolutely nails it and like they you know they shed light on the fact that like drax is going to be one of the funniest people in this movie so get ready for it and <laughs> he absolutely kills it my sweet lord is it beautiful did did anyone think like drax is over the top at first or like i know he's over the top but when you saw guardians 2 did you think that like it was like i don't know so this is this is where Real quick, where when I saw the movie, I wasn't like over the top for it. It's because I felt like they knew they had captured something special in the first one, and they knew they had us. So like they almost were too over the top with stuff. They went all in. My my opinion has changed on it since. But at first, I was like, "All right, like calm down a little bit, Drax. You're trying too hard." I don't feel that way now. But like, did anyone else feel that or no? Probably just me. Yeah, I, I can see. I see where you're coming from. I, I mean, I've been there before, where it's like, all right, this worked. You knew it worked, and now you're hitting us over the head with it. But I, I was all. Yeah. I guess for me, I didn't care enough about the way Drax was in Volume One to, you know, to dislike this change or to be, you know, to be worried about them changing his character arc or the tone of his character. I was just all in on how funny he was. 
Yeah, I got you there. Uh, how, many, how many times have we seen this movie? Why don't we start with Dell? If you had a ballpark it, with all the rewatches and, and the theater and all that. Probably close to 10. Probably close to 10. I think, JT? yeah. Double digits. Double digits for sure. Mm-hmm. What do you got, JT? Um, over, I mean, it's got to be... I, I, you know, you ask me this every week, and I feel like I give the same answer. So, COVID was a rough time, but a great time. We, we were all stuck home. <laughs> and I was able to rewatch everything, and this is so rewatchable. Um, so, anything that's in my top ten, I you know, as far as MCU movies, I feel like I've watched twelve to fifteen times. I mean, I just and, and what's a watch, right? So, like throwing it on the side when you know you're you're playing games or whatever, right? But uh, yeah, upwards of definitely double digits, just like though for sure. I've got to be in the same boat. I think 15 is easy for me, uh, which kind of sounds insane, uh, especially for one that only came out. What? This is uh, four years ago now. Um, it's a movie that if we're kind of continuing to count, you know, you had it on when you're going to sleep or you had it on in the background doing other things. Or I sat down and watched it glued to the television for, you know, two hours, 20 minutes. All of it. I, I say you're easily at 15. Uh, but again, it took me time to, to warm up to it a little bit. Uh, John, what do you think? Yeah, I, I say this every week, but I'm I'm pretty deliberate with when I rewatch the MCU, just because it's so special to me that I don't want to dilute it at all. And obviously, there's exceptions to that, but yeah, I mean, Guardians Two is one of those ones that I've I said it earlier in this episode. I've seen that opening sequence easily 30, 40 times. Like I can I, I can't even remember how many times I just tossed that on just because I'm like, all right, I want to see Groot dance. I love the song. Then I'm going to bed, and I you know I just hop into Disney Plus or pop in one of the only discs I, I have in my house and, and let that ride but yeah i mean to completion probably four or five times i mean once in the theaters could have been a second time i i don't know i'd have to look back at my old ticket stubs but um yeah i just i, I don't really rewatch movies unless i'm doing something like this um or i'm you know i guess covid is the other the other factor in that before we get to favorite non-title character uh, so we, we want to go around and just give our favorite non-title character from Guardians Volume 2. We do re- want to remind everyone listening and watching that the show is presented by Fantastic, uh, our friends over at 26 Shirts. What they do, uh, 26 Shirts as a company, uh, exists to help people. So especially in the Western New York community, which is, of course, near and dear to our hearts, our, our hearts excuse me, they produce shirts. Uh, sometimes they're sports themed, sometimes they're pop culture themed, like you can see uh, here. John... By the way, this is two weeks in a row without wearing. What's going on here? I found this new love of six dollar colorful Target shirts, and I don't want to talk about it. <laughs> that's uh, that's six shirts, not twenty six shirts. Um, so anyway, twenty six shirts exist to help, and I'm going to kind of speak for Del Reed here. They they sell these shirts, and a good portion of every sale goes to a specific family or charity in need, uh, or an individual in need, and they they've raised over one point one million dollars to date, including. If I'm not mistaken, close to four hundred thousand in the last year, uh, which is is kind of bonkers to think that you guys have given that much money directly to people that really need it, and it's such a beautiful, beautiful concept that I can't imagine the the amount of lives you've touched with it. But Dell, since we have you on the show, and I always talk about it for you, uh, just a, anything we should know about Twenty Six Shirts or Fantastic that we haven't been talking about or anything that you want to tell the, the community that supports you guys. Man, you do a great job every week of covering all the bases. I mean, like we just 
we're a part of the Western New York community. We want to support the Western New York community. That's why we exist. You know, we don't exist just to make really cool t-shirts. Uh, hopefully people think that about them. Um, we exist to help people. And when it comes to um, helping people, the only thing I know how to do well, and that's even arguable, I guess, is, is come up with corny t-shirt ideas, right? So that's it. That's all I got. So that I, I want to help it. So that's how I do it. Um, or we do it, I should say, because it's a team effort at 26 shirts. And, you know, we get a lot of credit, but really it's every person that buys a shirt that believes in what we're doing, that shares, you know, a, a link to a shirt on social media. Um, everybody's a part of this and we're just, you know, honored to be able to play the role we do in all of it. But, um, just, you know, it's a fun way to spend your life helping people, whether it's their t-shirts or anything else I recommend to everybody, to anybody who's listening, like find what you love and find a way to turn it into something that can help people. Maybe it'll end up being your vocation. Maybe it won't, but, um, you spend your time investing in other people. You always, you always get something back. Speak for you as I always uh, tend to do on this show, but um, I, I think you were put on earth to do that, uh, that very thing to, to help people. And it, you do it very well uh, before I knew Dell. And ironically we met because of our mutual love of star Wars. Uh, but I followed Dell on Twitter for a number of years and been a huge fan of whatever 26 shirts did. Um, and always looked to you guys as, as role models. Uh, and it's, it's super awesome. Not just, to, to know you, but to have you as a friend and on this show. So we appreciate you a lot. Um, I also got to visit the, the office, uh, which is really cool to see the behind the scenes stuff for 26 shirts. Um, but you guys recently opened up a, a bit of a storefront as well. Yeah. Now we get to, as a company that's primarily e-commerce, now we get to meet our customers face to face. The ones that want to, you know, at least, you know, locate us in the TriMain center and visit us, you know, um, it's just, it's a new dynamic for us and it's more of like a nice little add on, you know, the business isn't really dependent upon that, you know, but it's a nice thing to be able to do and, you know, invite people, cause people were finding us anyways, <laughs> I'm sure. me, through the return, through the return, you know, the, the return address on the labels, people were like coming to the office and that we used to have in the same building. But, uh, and they said, I came to check you out. I'm like, sorry, it's kind of disappointing. It's like a really like cluttered office and like, there's some shelves here and it's kind of cool, I guess, but now we're in a new space that's a lot more deliberately set up in terms of the office space and the shipping. And now we have a little store area. So it's, you know, something that we're actually beginning to invite people to come hang out with us and, and check out what we got going on. Well, with most people I know, especially fans of 26 shirts, uh, including myself, it is uh, always a discussion on how many shirts you have from you guys. And typically that might like the bottom line of my closet is just all you guys. Um, last, last thing quick before we move on to, favorite non-title character here on the MCU reviewed for guardians volume two, uh, Dell, you guys, uh, you're partnering up with a former Geekiverse partner here to produce what sounds like a pretty awesome beverage. If you want to give a quick spiel for that as well. Yeah, no, we're super excited to work with community beer works. We're launching, uh, uh, they're launching uh, a beer called good intentions that we kind of have, you know, as much as you can as a t-shirt company, collaborate with a beer company. We kind of collaborated with them on, um, but we got to give them some ideas in terms of what we thought it should taste like and what kind of beer we wanted it to be. And we got to design the label and, and stuff like that. And um, so it's just really exciting. And I never thought that that's a direction we'd go in, but, you know, uh, CBW is great in terms of, you know, their desire to give back to the community um, is much in line with, you know, with ours. So I couldn't think of a better, you know, local brewery to work with uh, on something like this. So we're really excited about it. I'm going to buy, probably way too much and never drink it and just have it sit in the closet. And 10 years from now, my wife is gonna say, what are you gonna do with all this beer? You never drink. And I'm like, I don't know, but it's got our, it's got our logo on it. It's cool. 
<laughs> so I don't know, but we're excited. It, it'll be cool. And for every, you know, four pack or six pack uh, that you buy, um, a portion is going to get donated to Feed More, which is the food bank here in Western New York. So uh, right in line with, you know, our two businesses, what we believe in, um, it's going to give back and hopefully taste good. I'm sure it will. I'm sure it will. God bless you guys. Yeah, my my beer review would be this beer tastes good, and that's about it. Uh, and it is Brendan, called good intentions. So I mean, <laughs> it makes sense. Uh, Brendan from CBW, if you're watching, stop whatever you're doing. Um, so let's let's talk non-title character. Uh, it, how do we want to define this? Truly, someone who's not in the Guardians? Like I, I don't know. Or do we want to just pick our favorite Guardian in this movie? I don't know. You want to do that, John? Yeah, because I, I just I yes. want to take. Oh, you're, right, you're on mute. Hold on. Oh, oh. Oh. It's almost, that thing again there. where the, no, the audience heard me the whole time. I have a, I have a hotkey set up that's supposed to mute me on Discord and on OBS, but for some reason, uh, Discord wants to not listen. So the audience heard me talking to you and you didn't hear me. Um, so I was just interrupting. Oh, what a jerk. Sorry. Yeah, right, right. Um, <laughs> I, I just want, I want to do that one because I just want to take Drax because I just love him in this movie so much. I think that's like, it's, it's, it's tough. I mean... Yeah, titular character. I think the the clear one is, is Star Lord. I think we could almost consider the rest of the Guardians non titular characters if you, if we wanted to go that route. But um, for for me, Drax is just like spicy. So good. It's just so funny. I, I, his character is so good. Uh, Batista does an awesome job of just. I, I didn't know he had those chops, man. I I used to be a WWE fan back in the day. Not so much anymore. But like I was watching when Batista was kind of like up there, and never thought I'd see him in a, a a Marvel movie, a superhero movie, but also being like one of the, the the key comedic reliefs in that film. He just had me cracking up this whole this whole movie. Dude, it's a great pick, and I like how you jumped out front there. Very well played. Right. <laughs> um, I, you know, JT, if, if you don't mind, I think, I think we go to our guest first. Uh, okay. Dell favorite, favorite character from this movie specifically. It, it's, it's so, it's so hard. I, I guess it would be a tie between Yandu and, and Nebula. Cause at least when you say non titular, I think of non guardians of the galaxy and yes. they both almost Yandu became a guardian and we know where Nebula ends up eventually, but, um, Nebula's tough, man. Like when, when oh, he yeah. basically like taps into her power to take care of all of the the sovereign that are surrounding the ship. Like she's great. I mean, she's she's <laughs> she's so tough. She, you know, and but also like she has that comedic part, like with the with the the yarrow root and everything, which is like like one of my one of the best uh, little through lines in it's that first part of the movie. It's so great. Yeah. Um, so I really enjoyed her character. I mean, obviously I can sit here and espouse love for every single character in the, in the movie. So I'm guessing that JT wasn't going to bring up uh, Nebula. So I'll give her some love. That's a good one, dude. I don't know that we would have gotten there, but I mean, obviously she's so integral as we get into the next two Avengers movies. Mm-hmm. And what I do like about this one is this really plants the seed into specifically why Thanos is out of his mind crazy when it comes to just terrible, terrible things that he does. Like, you know, killing is just terrible in general. But now we're getting into specifics. Like he tortured her because essentially Gamora beat her up, right? Like just terrible, terrible things. And that really laid some nice groundwork for down the line in addition to making nebula an even more prominent character right john we, uh we, we mentioned that uh th- these films stand alone and there's not too much that's directly tying back to the mcu but like we almost take for granted the fact that all of thanos's backstory is planted in these two films i mean thanos yeah. doesn't thanos isn't in another marvel movie until infinity war right like mm-hmm. 
all of his backstory comes from the Guardians films, and I don't think any of us really realized that was happening until we we see Thanos in the opening of you know Infinity War, and we we have some some stuff to appreciate already. Yeah, I always felt like the Guardians movies had these undertones that connected there because I associated Thanos with Guardians because that's where we see him really. Um, but it, yeah, I, I thought overall, despite being a standalone movie, Volume Two does a good job laying the groundwork. JT, favorite character. All right, I think every every week I have to say something crazy and over the top, so I'm going with this one. Uh, Michael Rooker, Yondu. Yeah, that's where Down. I was going. And mm-hmm. you know, speaking with what Dell, I think Dell, you were leaning there, but but let me take it. So I appreciate that. For it. Um, it. He, I opinion, was the best performance in Guardians Galaxy Volume Two, aside from the comedy from Drax. Performance wise, hands down, the best performance. I'll, I have a few things. Sorry, Joe, I don't want to go too long on it, but you take um, your time because easily, I, I up. easily a top two MCU death for me with Killmonger being number one. Um. The Ravager funeral literally made me tear up. Hands down. Um, obviously, his his arc was very short in, in terms of both movies, in terms of screen time, if you want to call it. Um, but what an arc, right? Like, just seeing why he did the things he did in Volume 2, why he took Peter, why uh, he's, you know, Peter kind of saw him as a, as a father at the end of it, right? Um, hands down. I mean, Rooker just blew it out the park. And I love everything about the character. So that's almost what's so impressive to me is like how short that arc was and how almost abrupt like the our turn on him was and, and how and how quickly we, you know, were sold on him being a good guy and and how hard his death still hit. Like I, I don't know if I there's another example of that. It's such a quick turnaround time for me flipping the script on a character and then also caring so much about his death. Like that was I don't know. How I think what made it great is we he kind of was a you know at least in the eyes of Quill and the Guardians like he was the good guy the whole time. He just right, didn't know right. why so, he did the things he did. Yep. That all come together. It made it easier, I guess, for for Gunn and the crew to make it happen. But right, it's just um, seeds that were planted I, I mean, and great great through lines that I didn't expect to he, he, I'd care about. Right. How right, much better does he, it make his performance in Guardians One when you go back? Like, because you know a little bit of his mindset and that he's really not a bad guy. He's, he's a vigilante, right? He's like he's riding the line. He does some bad things, but it, at his in his heart, he's he's a good guy, uh, which is not always one and the same. But man, there's so many emotional moments. JT, I think you nailed it. All of that, I would totally agree with it. It is probably where I was going for um, listing my my favorite character for this movie. Um. So, by the way, Michael Rooker was coming to Nickel City 2020. Uh, unfortunately, that they, they got put on the back burner from uh, from COVID. But we were going to get to say hi and do an intro for him. And oh, my gosh, that one hurts. Um, but I'm optimistic for next year. So I'm going to say, uh, since Yandu was my guy, uh, Ego. I love Kurt Russell in this role. Man, he's so likable. You know you shouldn't like him. He plays it so perfectly. You know something wrong is is happening. You know that he is twisted almost to a degree that like a Thanos is. Like he he's really he's done some really really bad stuff. But man, Kurt Russell does such a good job of making you care about that character and then also sympathizing with Peter. Because whether you've been there yourself where you, you you didn't have a loved one to lean on or a parent or a sibling or maybe it's a friend you lost touch with it's hard not to sympathize and get behind how star Lord feels there to have that. I finally got my relationship with my dad, but he's really not a good guy. Like it, all of it. I, I could just 
go on and on and on. But I, I really, really, truly love that role. And when I heard that he was going to be in the film and the rumor was coming out that he was going to be, you know, before it was official that he was Star-Lord's dad. Oh, man. Hype was to a new level for me because I just I had a feeling it was going to work. And it really did. He did a good job. Um, let's go on to. We're, so we're going to rank these in a bit. We're going to, you know, stay tuned as we rank them every week. Very excited as always, as always to see where Guardians gets on our officially official list of the MCU rankings to date. But for now, uh, one last thing before we get there, we're going to talk about, quote unquote, that moment. What is that moment of the movie? In, in my opinion, there's so many to choose from. I know JT mentioned some really good ones. Dell mentioned some sobering ones when we're talking about our characters here. For me, I do want to go first on this one since I got passed over almost twice on Yandu. Um, the moment when Ego tells Peter what he did to Peter's mom and Peter snaps. Oh boy, that's intense. And that is some wonderful acting by, uh, by Chris Pratt there. It, it like snap almost doesn't even do it justice. There is no transition. It is immediate. It's so impressive. Like the, I, I watch that scene every time and I'm like, oh my God, there is no transition between I'm listening to you and I want you dead. It's it's not a thought, not a it's, thought. It's, it's just insane. instantaneous. You see the visual with his eyes, right? He's he's under that trance, so to speak. And then he hears that and he looks down and it it's over. And I love it. And I love how quickly too, by the way, that everything just flips with, um, with ego because now for the rest of the movie it becomes a fight for their lives let alone the galaxy to get away and kind of take this guy out it's quick like the panic levels through the roof what a transition because that could have been really bad just like yandu like that could have been a really misled thing like why would we care about yandu thinking that he's like peter's dad figure but they nailed it they also nailed this so that's my moment uh who wants to go next who's got who's got a moment in mind take it um, okay. and I'm kind of upset about it because the trailer had it, but it was the tape scene, um, so the, the bomb scene, whatever you want to call it. So I just like, I love the, uh, the back and forth when they're trying to find tape and then Drax asked, uh, are you looking for scotch or something like that? Like scotch tape. And he's like, yeah. And he's like, why'd you ask me? <laughs> like, why'd you say, why'd you ask me about scotch? Yeah, that would work. Uh, I, I, I love that. And then, um, and then he, you know, he goes to, to, to rocket and he's like, uh, or he's like, rocket's like, did you ask Nebula? He goes, yeah. He's like, you sure? <laughs> he goes, well, she was standing right there next to like that. That just felt I knew you so uh, Joe, way, way in the beginning. You talked about like, just the, gra- like how the, MC- oh, no, I'm sorry. It was Dell in terms of the espionage and stuff. How the MCU, it seems like they're trying to ground the MCU a little bit in terms of like making it relative to our lives, right? The the normal everyday life as much as they can with the superhero movie. That in itself, I was dying. Like when I first watched it, when I watched it again, I still die now. I was dying when I was watching the trailer. Like favorite scene, hands down. I just like the the back and forth between them is just hilarious. So it's so good. So good. <laughs> I just can't stop laughing about it. It's so What's good. What's great is they don't skimp on it, and they like right. That's what makes it great is the little bit of awkwardness there because Kamara, you hear him literally go around to everyone except for Nebula. Do you have some tape? <laughs> <laughs> like you've been there with your siblings, right? Like we, you asked Nebula, right? And they're like, no. Well, they were standing right there. Like that's a hundred percent a thing. It's so great that they Literally. get on each other's nerves like that. Uh, and so Rocket good. being mad that nobody has a piece of tape is just awesome. Uh, Bradley Cooper, I think, is Rocket. By the way, might have been 
my other pick if I, I had another mm-hmm. pick for not or you know one of our characters. But uh, Dell, so many moments to choose from. Why don't we go to you next? A moment, a quote. Uh, yeah, I mean, me. I don't know. If this is my number one, but this is the one I. It made me laugh tonight, and for as many times as I've seen the movie, I forgot about this specific part. And I, I was watching the movie alone. And normally, when I'm watching something, like I don't laugh out loud. Like normally, I, for some reason, I have to be around people to really like, really get the for the laugh to come out because you're sharing that humor or whatever. Like I'll smirk or like you know whatever chuckle. But like, <laughs> there's the one scene towards the end when. It, they all the guardians except for Groot come together and it's doing that sweeping uh camera move just like Josh Whedon did in the first Avengers movie and you see all the guardians and like I for some reason I could that part completely like was out of my mind I had forgotten that like this is really cool they're mimicking Avengers and it's like it's you know it's like this is their own team and bonk all of a sudden this gets in the head and I, and I Bust out laughing like like so loud, and then Drax is like, "Mantis, look out!" It's, <laughs> they, they didn't even need that part. I mean, I guess they had to put a bow on it, but like, just the fact that she gets like this nest, <laughs> everyone's like epic. Like, yeah, we're part of Marvel too. We have an awesome team too. Bonk, and then it's like, just don't forget, this is a comedy. So I, I don't know. If that's the best moment in the in the movie, but that's the one that made me laugh tonight, dude. I. Mean, just- I- I'm the same way where I like I feel like I'm laughing on the inside maybe or just not really getting there. But uh, on this recent watch through, I belted out a laugh when I when Drex delivers that line because I always forget about it and he just <laughs> I you almost feel like you wonder if that was like scripted like their their humor with and their chemistry is so good. Right. <laughs> Man, just look out! <laughs> oh my gosh, it's so good. Yeah, and it was so epic too, right? Because it's like here's our new guardians. We had the original five, and now mm-hmm. we've got everyone in a circle, and that <laughs> it just happens. Yeah, yeah there's, no, there's no wrong answer for title or, or title character or moment. Like all of them, everything. But this is why it's one of the. Well, we'll figure out. But <laughs> I I do love another moment that comes to mind when uh, Rock. So they're Rocket's trying to fix the ship, but he knows the Ravagers are coming, and he's. He's got the kind of like the microphone set up uh, and he's humming Southern Nights and then just kind of destroys them. <laughs> um, like he just takes them down with a bunch of crazy weapons. And then eventually we see him like punch the one guy like crazy. Uh, all of it was so funny. And it was nice to kind of see him in action without having or without like shooting anybody. Uh, but th- that was a pretty fun sequence because Southern Nights is playing in the background. It's just it's goofy. Um, why? John. And he, we got to get to you. So I'm sorry. We we talked to him. We talked about all. The, I mean everything. Okay. I, I think that I think that if I were to have to pick one that we didn't talk about already in terms of just that little segment there, I would probably go with the Ravenger funeral. But I just laughed so much that I want to talk about something funny again. So it's like yeah. There's just so much to choose from. Uh, I almost would just like cop out and double down on my theme for the show and just say that the fact that Drax is so funny is my moment for this movie because I just love everything he does and like the 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 moment from the trailer where where he's he's laughing at uh, Peter's emotions like Haha, that must be so embarrassing. I just love his over the top obvious comedy. Um, so that, you know that's my pick. Drax is my moment of the of the movie. He's my non titular character and he's my moment. Drax. Dude, him making the face when he thought that 
or when he was like picturing himself with Mantis is just oh, priceless. How yeah. he's like, <laughs> and, and that, what are you doing? <laughs> in that first scene when he's just when he just calls her uh, like repulsive or whatever, it's just so so funny. It's so dry and it's so good. And like I'm I'm with both of you guys. Like you know, if I'm watching a film by myself, I'm not usually like laugh out loud like busting busting out. But like multiple times today when I was watching that, I was Drax got me so. He's the winner. Or even I'm a pet the- and I'm ugly. <laughs> <laughs> the very end of the movie, that is a serious emotional moment. And we think it's so touching immediately that Drax says that Mantis is beautiful. But when he gets back, he goes, on the inside. Dude, and, just and, and, another little. And that's one of those ones in the theater. I literally mouthed the rest of that because I knew it was coming, but it still hits. Like it was, it was set up so well that we all knew it was coming, but it still was perfect. Yeah, delivery is key when it comes to that. Um, I, I want to get to my portion uh, of the show where I just talk about some bullet points and observations. Um, we talked about a lot of them, so I'm going to skip through them. But feel free to interrupt because I'm just like a train that goes when I get to these notes. Um, um, if so you've got Joe, uh, before you get to that, I'm very disappointed you did not try to pepper in all the all the the songs in this this episode like you did with the first one. Very upset about that. Are, are you being sarcastic now? <laughs> I'm being very serious because what are we at? What's the number at? <laughs> Um, I have hit 13 of the 14 songs. I've been watching you write the whole time. I'm like, I, I, I know. Like, <laughs> I never have a pen and paper. Literally every time I'd say something, I'd be like, just wanted to take my so, moment to call it out. <laughs> all right. I just, I didn't know if you didn't pick up on it or if you were looking for it or not, but if you guys watched or listened to the first episode of us, X amount of episodes back, I, uh, I didn't tell anybody and I didn't tell anyone this time, but I have, you know, the, the list of awesome, vol- awesome mix volume two songs here. And I just, I tried to work them in. Some were pretty obvious. Uh, th- these were harder than the, the last one, but I, I feel good. I thought I was going to have to save a lot of them for the end. Um, like if guardians got to a certain number, I'd say, boom, we broke the chain or <laughs> we got to number one somehow. Wham, bam, shang a leg. You know, like I, I had some backups there. I, I was almost um, wondering if you were counting, talking about the songs as referencing them. Cause I'm like, how is he going to work that in there? <laughs> yeah. I, well, I wrote them down in order, so we'll see if we want to do a little social media giveaway for anyone who's crazy enough to list them out. We'll see. I think a line. I did catch you say, uh, come a little bit closer. I'm like, I forgot uh, that you were doing that before trying to work those those song names in. Yeah. You did hear it? You're saying it? Yeah, I heard you say it. I heard you say it. Yes, when I said I wanted to smack Rashawn. Sorry, Rashawn, I love you. But that was my way in. Come a little closer, Rashawn. <laughs> um I it's it's like I'm such a loser. I was thinking about this today. I'm like, how am I gonna start this show? It's a Guardians Inferno in here. All right. Uh so John, I'm happy that I did not disappoint you. <laughs> uh show notes. So uh, opening sequence crazy that we, we already talked about how much we love it but i talked about last week we got a little bit of that doctor strange color palette which is basically like a just a rainbow's worth of left to right spectrum we got a lot of that right off the get-go and that was like an underlying theme for me ja, anything to speak to on the visuals when it comes to that uh the only thing i will say is, so we talked a lot about hdr last week and how that really like matters with the color i f- i always forget how much uh, a 4k blu-ray disc really is an improvement over streaming over like disney plus or apple or something like that that stuff looks great and yes it's it's 4k but like there's artifacting that i don't realize is happening when i'm watching something that i pop in something like this and like and it, it's such a it's such a upgrade in quality so much so that i, I after watching this i went on like ebay because i knew it was probably sold out and i wanted to look for the full infinity saga Infinity Saga in 4K. Yep, that's not affordable. That is that is not affordable. 
Yeah, no, I, I'm with you there. The disc really makes the difference in some of these uh, because you're you, obviously you're not streaming, right? So it's huge. It, it, yes. Um, also, in that sequence with Mr. Blue Sky, of course, James Gunn coming back to dance as Groot, uh, as as he has done from time to time. Uh, I love everything that points out to Groot, not just being baby Groot, but really kind of being a baby. Uh, spitting out the bug in the beginning. Uh, I love him waving at Gamora and her yelling at him, but then such like a parent would do saying, hi. <laughs> <laughs> like, it's so relatable. Um, so great. <laughs> It was so great. So, uh, so stopping dancing when Drax looks, like that's that's a, a wonderful thing. I I don't I don't. Is this a thing? Like he he does that because Drax hates dancing, right? Yes. I, I don't know. I, yeah, I'm not sure if there's like a solid through line there. That's the, that's the vibe I got from it. But it, you know, funny. Lauren pointed it out to me one time. She like she read it online. Well, whether it's true or not, but like like she read that he stops dancing as he did in the end of Guardians One when he's like a plant. Because not to be like a funny guy and pretend like he's not moving, but because Drax like hates dancing. And at one point in the movie, he mentions his wife Mm -hmm. that there could be the most melodic tune on and she would not even be tapping her toe like he hates dancing. So kind of makes sense, actually. Yeah, it makes sense. Yes. Um, I love how they also like pass him along at the end of the movie and kind of care for him on their shoulders as he's falling asleep. And then I got to ask you guys, I don't know if there's a comparison or not, but pick one. OG Groot, Baby Groot, or Teen Groot? That's tough. Did, did we do this in the last one, or am I thinking of a different podcast? Oh, uh, no, we, we, we definitely did. Talk, we talked about this. I, I wouldn't be surprised, but it's been literally a year, so I think we can <laughs> refresh a little bit. Uh, before I give an answer, I, I just think it's so like it's so cool that we get a, a completely different character in Groot. I mean, in whatever your answer is, it's still like as valuable as a character to the story and, and to the comedic relief. It's, they're very, very different characters. The Groot from the first movie was super funny and had its own little tone, but the cuteness with baby Groot is just like next level, so... Yeah, I don't know. Um, I think I go Baby Groot over the other two for sure. I think Baby Groot's the easy answer, but it doesn't mean it's the wrong answer. JT, Baby Groot hands down. Dell, too funny. I like Teen Groot. I don't know. Like, I think I said Baby Groot last time, but I'm going with Teen Groot now. I mean, without him, you know, Thor. Thor doesn't have a weapon. He doesn't. You know, he's. He, he has his own. I love how he's playing Defender through the entire uh, Infinity War movie. Yeah. It, it, it's so great. And uh, yeah, so I'll go with Teen Groot just to, just to change up. They're, all the iterations are great. And I'm assuming yep. in the next Guardians, we're probably going to have like grown up Groot again. Um, but I don't know. We'll see. Yeah, it'll be interesting I to think see so. how different the, the grown up Groot, the new Groot, because James Gunn confirmed it's a different character. This is a different, you know, this isn't just Groot respawn. This is another another mm. Groot. Yep. So it'd be interesting to see if they, you know, if this is another adult Groot and how different their personalities are. I, uh, I think I, I ultimately would go with baby Groot, but I like teen Groot because of the, the sacrifice where he, I mean, sacrifice, you know, chops his arm off to help. I love that they tie that into Thor's weapon. And then that I, I am going to say it like I'm not waiting. That is my moment in Infinity War when Thor arrives with Rocket and Groot. Like, easily. Is, easily. Every time I talk about it, no matter how many times I see that movie, I get goosebumps. I'm pretty confident. Man, it takes it usually takes a lot for me to get there, but I, I'm pretty confident I teared up in the theaters seeing that just out of excitement. Like, oh, my gosh, it was just it was beautiful. 
right, let's but take I, I remember the, the theater erupting when that happened. Like oh, yeah. the theater that I was, it was it erupted. It was amazing. But let's take note to use that so Josiah can't take it for his moment. Just because he I already uh, called it. I called I it. Mean, it's good. We're good. I'm going to go first and he can't take it. <laughs> Blind cutter, you. Um, I love that annulary batteries are harbulary batteries to Drax. Did you did you do you remember the shirt we did with Fantastic that said Harbulary batteries and it looked like the Interstate batteries logo? And no, it, it said, I don't remember said, that. That's nothing like what I just said or something like that. Um, <laughs> I missed I, it. I think we sold like five. I'm like, was it T-shirt gr- gold? How are you? Was it like green? Like, it was green. Yeah. Oh, and it's. And I'm it, so it's, sorry. I would have been six and probably seven. Yeah, yeah. I missed it. I suck. That's I, hysterical. I, I, I love that joke. I, I and I feel like the, there's so much time between like when it was first mentioned and the payoff. That I just did not expect mm. him to bring that joke back, man. Like it killed me. When Drake says even later on that he goes, that's, "That's what I said," or whatever he says, "Harbulary batteries." And Quill goes, "No, it's not. It's it's so good." <laughs> the banter between the characters in this movie is so real. Perfect. Like, like no, it's not. Or when she's and when he uh, when when. Uh, Drax jumps into the beast's mouth and she's trying to explain to him what Drax was thinking. He's like, that doesn't make any sense. He interrupts her. And she's like, I know. She's like, you're, you're the skin thickness is the same from the inside as it is the outside. It's yeah. <laughs> like, it's just, to be, just to be dumb, the first time I saw that movie, I was like, oh, I guess that makes sense. And then they, <laughs> two minutes later, they, they, they're like, oh yeah, I'm dumb. So I'm like, I, I love their panic when they see Drax doing that. Because they're like, he is done. And it just ends up working out. And I love that he's <laughs> laughing at the end and thinks that he took the beast down. It's just and so good. He throws a rock at him. It's so and, great. And that is the opening. Like, that's the tone setter. So, so good. Mm-hmm. Um, we already talked about it. The yarrow fruit not being ripe. It is really great how that happens in such a short period. And, like, Nebula wants to eat it, but Drax kicks it away. Like, it's it's a sin. It's not ripe. And then, of course, when she shows up later, takes the bite, spits it out, and says, you know, it's not ripe in that low <laughs> voice. It's so good. Um, we say this line. I, I tell you guys this. Uh, from time to time, like, there's a line that we just repeat in my house between Lauren and I. And fairly constantly, I'll say the rocket line. Um, oh, no, you're supposed to use a sarcastic voice. Now I look foolish. <laughs> it's it's great that he has no idea what sarcasm is from that standpoint. Um, oh, my gosh. We use it all the time. I, I This is little. I never noticed this. So when Drax is about to, like, go out of the ship as they're in that chase sequence going through, like, essentially the asteroid belt before they make the jumps. Um it says emergency spacesuits, and underneath they wrote or for fun. Yeah, I saw that. <laughs> Never picked up on that before. Uh, the names that, that Rocket is called throughout the movie uh, Puppy, Fox, Rat, Raboon, and of course, Trash Panda. Trash Panda. Which, it's so much worse. <laughs> that was so my daughter's worse. fantasy football team last year, was the Trash Pandas. I was so proud of her. Awesome. Oh, gosh. I'm going to definitely take that, I think. So. If I'm not mistaken, Dell, that was the discount code for this shirt. I th- it probably I think, was. It probably was. I it, yes. It's such a great line. I'm sure. I'm sure that's what I did. <laughs> I'm pretty confident it was. Um, I we already covered this, but I just wrote Sylvester Stallone. Are you kidding me? Like that's craziness to me. Um, Drax sitting around the fire, 
legitimately thinking that Yandu is Star Lord's dad. <laughs> you look exactly the and same. the cut, the cut to, to um, Rocket. When he says like out of nowhere, he's like, "One is blue," and the camera just stays on him, looking at him like with this like complete like like miss like just just confusion. I like one is blue, and the camera just stays there. It's so great. It's so great. <laughs> oh my god. That whole sequence, as many are throughout the movie, are just it's just spot on. Um, him telling obviously Nebula or not Nebula, um, Mantis to to pet Rocket, and then him almost biting her, and just you know, Drax thinks it's a hilarious joke. Um, Gamora referring to David Hasselhoff as Zardu Hasselfrat. Mm. <laughs> <laughs> I love that. Star-Lord constantly references pop culture and music and sitcoms, and she finally snaps and just yells at him and says, I don't know what Cheers is. It, it's so, I mean, he was only on Earth for like 12 years of his life. It's just so great that like, that's all he clings to is the, you know, the stuff that was relevant while he was there. It's so funny. Earth up to like 1987 or whatever it was, whatever right. year it was that he got taken. It's so Zard- great. Zardu Hasselfrat. Um, so Nebula talks about like her plan to jump on the Thanos' ship. Not like a groundbreaking thing, but I love that little tie-in because that's really what happened, right? She was doing that in Infinity War and got caught. They captured her. Um, so this is stupid, but I think it's funny because I used to make fun of uh, Jeff Pavlock for a number of things, but one of which was like I used to call him GIF. Um, the the guy, one of the Ravagers, he's he's this is not narrowing it down by the way, but he's got a beard and then like the thicker goggles. He goes, okay. Um, <laughs> his, his name is Jeff, but it's spelled G E F. Yeah. I, and I love it. <laughs> I, yeah, I think so great. it's so stupid, but I love it. Not like a G E O F F G E F. Yeah. Yeah. Quarter, that's only like one third. <laughs> 25. When, it's so good. And when, when, um, I mean, we should talk about Taser Face quickly when he's talking and I, like he's going along, and they're not quite there. I love when Jeff goes, "Okay, like we can kind of get there." <laughs> I, <laughs> it's I a name. It's fear. I, I will say that Taser Face is the one joke that like didn't let it just got stretched a little too far for me. They brought it back like four or five times. I'm like, all right, I get it. It's not that funny of a name for it to like you know have this yeah. through line. And again, it's it's comedy. It's subjective. Not everything's gonna hit for everybody, but that's the one thing that I'm like, all right. That probably played into my first impression a little bit. I was like, all right, let's give this a break. Right. Um, I do love how they cap uh, taser face off and he's talking to the, the one girl Yeah. with, I, with like the golden skin. I don't remember their, their race. Um, right. But the sovereign. Sovereign. Yes. Yeah, sovereign. The high priest. Which she like can't hold in her laughter. The more I watch this movie, the more I think that's funny. Right. <laughs> he just gives up at that point. He's like, hey. <laughs> uh, Groot, is you know has a funny moment when he's trying to to bring stuff back to Yandu and Rocket, but when he brings the finger, like their reaction is just great. Like that's right. like oh gosh, where did he get that from? Let's never talk about this again. <laughs> yes. Um. So Dell mentioned you know Nebula as his favorite character in the movie here. I love the duel between Gamora and Nebula. It's so raw to me, and it's like. It's intense. Uh, it's sister versus sister. There's a lot of emotional baggage there. And I just love how that whole sequence plays out. It's so know. ridiculous when Gamora has the, the gun from the ship like on her shoulder. 
it's it's so ridiculous but i'm here for it i don't care (laughs) same it's supposed to be ridiculous Mm -hmm. um yandu and rockets exchange where yandu says basically that they're the same person he goes you're me oh man all the time we that's another thing we say in this house i have a two and a half year old daughter and we were hoping she would get her mother's characteristic in that uh my wife sleeps a lot I do not, which causes, you know, issues from time to time. So, you know, if she gets like frustrated over things or she just doesn't sleep or whatever it is, we both look at me and like, no, it's my fault. So I look at her and I go, you're me. It's it's a thing. Um, Your daughter's like, I don't get the reference. (laughs) The part is she does what I would do and she laughs anyway. (laughs) I know you have no idea what this is, but you're laughing to make me feel good. Thank you very much. Smart kid, uh, juggle her. <laughs> yes. I I don't know. Like, this is, again, kind of a small thing, but I thought it was funny. Like, not funny comedically, but ironic, maybe. Uh, we we talk about how Thanos wants to destroy half the universe, and that's his dick. Ego wants to, like, remake all of it. Like, that's pretty crazy. It's pretty big. Obviously, these... Yeah, like... Uh, John, I don't know why, especially as we get further away from Infinity War and Endgame, I think about it, but like, they had another really, really powerful psychopath on their hands here. They did, and we know we know he's a, a celestial, and those are going to come into play in the MCU soon, but like, this was a pretty big event. We talk about this being like a more isolated story, and it's kind of just the Guardians involved and stuff like that, but like, he wanted to take over the universe. It's a pretty big scale, and I've, and I've seen the criticism before, is like, why have we never heard about this monstrous big blue blob that almost tried to consume the earth <laughs> in the MCU at all? You know, this the, the, all of a sudden this Dairy Queen starts to just, you know, consume all of Missouri. Like, no one, no one ever talked about it, but whatever. Kind That's coming things. in Civil War too. don't worry. There we go, there we go. <laughs> uh, I'm going to headcanon that and say that Doctor Strange did something with the Time Stone and switched that back or something. Love it, perfect. Yes, good call. We do see the one individual later, like in one of the post credit scenes, I think, or mid credit scene. He's got like the, I don't even know what it is. The ability to do what Doctor Strange does. He's got that orange aura. Oh, more to follow. Okay. Um, we already talked about it. I lose it every time the Groot detonator thing happens. Um, what maybe, maybe my favorite line throughout is welcome to the freaking Guardians of the Galaxy, only he didn't use freaking hysterical love it um ego so when ego dies fades to dust and he looks very reminiscent of what we see in just a few movies down the road in infinity war it's very similar dynamic how he just fades to dust and uh never noticed it till of course you watch infinity war so if you go back and see that of interesting how they they play that out ahead of time okay i'm gonna go out on a ledge here and say I am the only one of the four of us who owned a Zune. Incorrect. Had a Zune. What? I never yeah. would have guessed. So I, I, if you didn't bring it up, I was going to. Now, I didn't buy a Zune as my primary music player because I wanted a Zune. I just love technology, and I bought one years later just to have. I have it somewhere in this room, actually. I just have like tons of iPods, stuff like that. I, I just, Did you I, buy I, it after the movie came out? No, oh, way before. No, way before. Okay. Okay. Yeah, yeah. Okay. No, you, it doesn't count then. No, no, no. We, we've got probably a, a, almost a 10-year period between when the Zune died and when this movie came out. Yeah. So it, it was somewhere in there. I mean, the yeah. Zune died the, the day it came out, unfortunately. But uh, I had Stop a Zune. Stop it right now. I, I, ha- I have a Zune. 
Very dead, but I have it. Dude, I, I loved my Zoot, and it, I was like, I was not naive, but I was, so like, you know, recently I got a Samsung phone, and last night at Thin Man, we're all like busting my chops over it. It's fun. I was thinking the same thing like back in the day on Zoom. I just felt like I was trolling people, but I legitimately enjoyed my Zoom. Um, and I, not a huge deal, but I like how it integrated into Xbox. Uh, so we're talking probably Xbox 360 when that was a thing, short-lived as it was. But I was in a band, uh, pop punk band in Buffalo called Letter Set. And our guitarist was adamant that Zoom was just the end-all be-all. And that's kind of why I, I picked one up. You know, I have full faith that John is going to find this soon right now. Um, <laughs> okay. I love so much that that is what is given to Peter. And I hope that they do incorporate that into Guardians 3 because he had Awesome Mix Volume 1, the tape, cassette, and he got the cassette Volume 2. And that is what we saw playing early on in this movie. I hope it, it becomes a thing in the next one. And I love the line um, what, that I love the line that this is what everybody on Earth is listening to right now. It's so good because, like, the Zoom never yeah, took yeah. off. I, I didn't find my Zoom. I, I have a couple of iPods, but I, I didn't find my Zoom. It's okay. Isn't it's okay. Interesting, you know how the like the, the guardians are so advanced in terms of technology, but he's using a cassette tape still in a Zune. Right. <laughs> I just love it. It makes it so much better. I, I love it. it. It does. Uh, two last things here. Um, James Gunn senior, James Gunn's dad, uh, cameos in this movie. I, I don't, I couldn't tell you where, but I just, I read his name, uh, in the credits. He is <laughs> quote unquote, weird old guy but uh i love the theme you know i obviously we we don't know james gum personally but he seems to have a fondness for his father and a good or had a good relationship he he has since passed away since this movie came out but i love that uh he he's got his father in there and maybe that plays a little bit into what we saw with whether it was um, Yondu and Star-Lord or even to a degree Yondu's influence on Rocket. Uh, but kind of a sweet moment. And obviously his brother, Sean Gunn, is a staple throughout these two movies for me. And oh, he's another guy that was coming to Nickel City Con 2020. But we'll talk about it next year. Uh, I just, I, I like the family element. I think that's always a nice thing. I've Last thing, uh, James Gunn's father on Google Image Church. He's one of the guys taking pictures of the Dairy Queen. Yeah, when that whole that thing is happening in Missouri. Got yeah, it. Yeah. Oh, okay. wow. Okay. He's that weird old guy. Yep. Weird <laughs> old guy. Nailed it. Wow. Taking a picture of, you know, the blue stuff. It's good stuff. Uh, last thing is, did anybody question when you saw this? I'm sure we, we all did. Um, Jeff Goldblum as the Grandmaster dancing during the credits. Good stuff. Uh, yeah, it's great. Love it. Uh, I, a lot of people were like, why is he there? But I, at that point, the Ragnarok trailer had come out, I think. Yeah. But if you yeah, think, if you didn't see it, you were like, why is Bob he there? Missed it. Yeah. Yeah. So it's after. After Flashlight. No, it's during Flashlight. And he's on the right hand side. It's just one still like everyone's got a few stills. He's he's dancing there. It's a nice little tie in to what we're going to see down the road, I think. Or at least Love with it. the Thor and Guardians team up. Uh, but yeah, love it. Good. Any, anything I missed? I think we, we talked a lot here. Anything that I missed that you wanted to bring up? A favorite moment? John, go right to you. 
the one thing that we didn't talk about was almost my moment was in it's almost probably because it's like one of the most quoted things now so maybe it's kind of played to death but the 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 Mary Poppins line was huge that that was a big pop at the theater opening night man that was like one of the like the entire theater erupted with that I'm Mary Poppins y'all line like that, <laughs> we, we haven't talked about it yet is he cool the, is he cool yeah oh Joe Drop of course you did we're gonna <laughs> oh wait. Is he back that quickly? He's back. Yes. Right, we're, we're not going to cut. We're just going to let it in. Joe's, Joe. That's that's an impressive recovery time for you. So we're not even going to cut. We're we're just going to leave that in. I uh, yeah. I don't want to say, but I'm I'm getting good at it. Right. Um, Rejoining you, Discord calls. So I got most of that. Um, yeah, like that was so popular in like my circles for for a while. Del, right. did you guys do a shirt with that or no? No, and we should have. <laughs> never, never, never too late, man. Nostalgia is where it's at. Never too late. <laughs> yeah, maybe, maybe when Guardians Three rolls around. Yeah, we'll see. Yeah. Uh, anything else that we we wanted to talk about here before we get to the officially official rankings? Here. All right, start, man. Well, ladies and gentlemen, arguably our favorite part of the show, we're gonna rank. Where Guardians of the Galaxy Volume 2 lands on our list here at the Geekiverse of the MCU movies to date. Yep. Uh, John, I'm going to pass it over to you. So I've got the list up. We'll do a quick recap for the audio listeners just to kind of give a rundown where we're at. So we're, man, we're, we're really halfway through this thing now. We're past that point. Uh, right now, we have number one, Civil War. Number two, Guardians of the Galaxy. Number three, The Avengers. Number four, Avengers Age of Ultron. Number five, Winter Soldier. Number six, Iron Man. Number seven, Iron Man 3. Number eight, Ant-Man. Number nine, Doctor Strange. Number 10, Iron Man 2. Number 11, Captain America, the first Avenger. Number 12, we've got Thor. 13, Thor of the Dark World. Coming in at number 24, The Incredible Hulk. And (laughs) that is where things lie. Um, That list is... Exactly right. Exactly right. There's no arguing. Oh, I'm just, I'm just, I have to be truthful to the list. You know, obviously, I would have it a little different, but the list is the list. It is. It, it, yeah, I, I, I get you there. This is, uh, this is the list. But where do we start? Where do we put? I think. All right. Just based on all of our our reactions, I think we can easily start with it ahead of Iron Man three, below Iron Man, and obviously that's probably a little low. Let's just start there. We're all there, right? Okay. We all think we all think this is better than Iron Man three, right? Yes. All right. Yes. Yes. Who thinks Rashawn, it's than- Just kidding. Nah, you don't count. Mm-hmm. <laughs> <laughs> um, who thinks it's better than Iron Man, the first one? Me. Me. Me as well. Me. Unanimous. Winter Soldier. Me. Me as well. Me as well. <laughs> as well. Okay. Oh, ho! J- node for JT. Yeah. You think so? Yeah. Okay. Yeah. And you have to take into account, like, maybe you, maybe you don't think it's better than Winter Soldier, but maybe you think it's better than the next ones you want to hire on the list. So that's where it gets tricky, man. Gets this tricky. is going to get difficult because up until last week, it was like a straight line for me. Like, it right. all lined up. And now I'm like picking and choosing. Do I want to sacrifice this one to get it here or vice versa? So, sure. yeah, it's going to get hairy. All right. What about is it better than Age of Ultron? Yes. 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 
The Avengers. Yes. Uh, yes. All right. So uh, I was going to predict there. This is where it was going to get troublesome for Dell. But yes, Dell said quick. Yes, That's another unanimous mm-hmm. yes as well for me. Well, I, I I already know where this is on my ranking, so it's just a matter. Oh, of- oh just so, seeing how it plays out. The, mm-hmm. This is where. So we're at. We're at number three. It's at, uh, it's currently between Guardians and Avengers. As I've teased throughout, this is this is these movies are are touching right now, right? Like I've had them as one A, one B kind of thing. Now you're you're gonna truly find out my feelings on how far I I swung from my initial impression on it. So John, who, who thinks it's better than Guardians, the original yes. volume one? John says yes. Dell, what do you think? Absolutely, absolutely. Dell says I mean, yes. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yes. Yes. Me too. Unanimous as well. Oh. Look at that. Oh my! All the, all the suspense for nothing. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I guys, I it took me a few months to get it there, which is not a lot in the scheme of things. I know. Sure. But eventually, my eyes were open to a lot of these moments we've talked about tonight, and how I appreciate them and, and view them. And I've talked about throughout the MCU how I really um, enjoy specific humor from the actors and actresses that. It's really them. Whether it was written or not, it's all them. There's so much of that in this movie. Right. But it's it's better than Guardians 1, and it's saying a lot for me. All right. Well, there's one left who thinks that Guardians of the Galaxy Volume 2 is better than Captain America Civil War. John says yep. no. John says I no. I say yes. I say Del yes. says yes. Del, Del says yes. Joe? The rewatchability, the the independence that it can have from so much of the mcu the balance of humor and family and love and more humor is just great but Del, yeah. you were you were a good man uh, my my answer is um i i am groot which is yes <laughs> you didn't have to swear you gotta <laughs> yeah. talk about your language God, it's a family What's show did you hear yes it, it is number one for me so um, I don't know how this works because I, I I would I would say no I, I'm gonna I'm gonna say that I keep Civil War at one but we're split so what do we do do we throw it to I, a vote with all all due respect I because even when Dell was on the the last shows we would only have the three votes count when Rashawn was there not that I want to say it's any less important but just if we want to stick consistently that's what we did and of oh, course yeah, like I true. want Dell's vote to count because I I need the help but. Uh, <laughs> Just, just my two cents. I'm good with whatever we do. That makes sense. You're right. I forgot we didn't. Yeah, I forgot we we talked with Dell. We we asked him what he thought, but I think we we did keep the original three. Dell's like a consultant. I'm just I'm here for decoration. I'm I serve merely <laughs> ornamental purposes. Dell is the pretty face <laughs> of the podcast. I uh, see. I it was so funny when we're setting up tonight. I'm telling Lauren, listen, I gotta I gotta sell this thing. I gotta get these guys there. So I didn't do a great job, but Dell did a good job of of getting at least I, we're on the same level, but I, mean, I can't be sad that that second, like still love civil war, right. but I would, I would have both guardians movies above civil war. I know you let's do this you. then. Let's do this. Sell me. Uh, even though I have, my vote is like I said, purely exhibitional. Sell me on why civil war is better than guardians too. <laughs> to me, it's the just, audience explain to the audience why you're doing this. Right. Yeah. So Head my over to youtube.com slash the geek and watch the last episode. <laughs> right. No, no, Go ahead, John. It, to, to me, Civil War was it, it was the 
the perfect tie-in of everything I loved about the MCU. And while Guardians is incredible and it's very special, it's its own thing, which is fine. It is the MCU, but Guardians is what it is. When I think about the MCU, Civil War is always one of those experiences where it's like, man, you took all of the characters, you divided them, you told me very compelling compelling stories, just a tease of what we're going to get with Endgame and Infinity War and how you're able to split these characters up, have so much involved, but still be able to make me care about all of them. I mean, I think about... The MCU, I think about Iron Man, I think about Cap, and I think about those those top-tier characters. And I just put Guardians 2 above a bunch of those characters, right? But to have them all together, to have the introduction of Spider-Man, to... Again, John mentioned it in joking, but go listen to our episode about Civil War, because we're gushing about it. I, I just think it's, to this point, the strongest, the strongest MCU movie, and it just truly defines what we all hype the MCU up to be. It's all of these different storylines, all of these different characters, um, and, and you just get a taste of all of that in Civil War. So it's tough for me to put anything above it yet. That's all I'll say. So um, just to piggyback off of that a little bit, um, I just loved how Civil War, they, they could have felt forced, right? They're introducing a lot of characters at the same time didn't feel that way so watching it i didn't feel almost dc-ish where they're just throwing every character out and say hey we're justice league now just just watch it you know right, it, right. they could have it could have felt that way with civil war it, it didn't if it, it, it mixed well the story the arc all of it it just made sense so it, it's just uh you can't I, I love volume two and i think i've started loving more every time i watch it and i can laugh at it like i said all the time um but as far as mcu just like john said civil wars got to stay there for now Right, so to me, when the MCU is at its absolute best, and again, there's a lot of great that doesn't maybe constitute as the best, right? Only one thing can be the best, but when it's at its best, it's when you're firing at all cylinders, and I think Civil War had it all. I think it had all those characters. I think it had some of the comedic beats. I mean, we had, we we gushed about Ant-Man in that movie. Tom Holland as Spider-Man was super funny as well. Mm -hmm. Clearly not as funny as something like a Guardians movie, obviously, but I I just think that it's firing at all cylinders there, and that it's tough for me to, to put a a movie like Guardians, either of them, because obviously I didn't vote Guardians 1 above Civil War either, to, to put that above, uh, like Dell mentioned earlier, Avengers 2.5. And, you know, as we've already decided, better than Avengers 1 and 2. So. It's, it's scientific. No, that's proven. good points. <laughs> it's, I guess it's, um, it's tough because they're so different. Like, maybe I was giving too much credence to the fact that Guardians is standalone and not giving enough credence to the fact that Civil War is tying in all of these characters in a way that isn't cluttered and in a way that affects the movies going forward. So maybe it's six to one, half dozen the other. So, uh, you know, I... I can get on board with this. There's so many different filters to look at this and to rank these things. Like uh, we, yeah. we talked about it last week and I, I'm almost contradicting myself, but it's like, all right, which movie would I rather watch right now? On any given day, you ask me that question. The the answer is probably going to be Guardians 2 just because I don't have to get myself there, right? I don't have to, I don't have to think about, you know, storylines. I don't, I don't have to, you know, be worrying about a cinematic universe and all that kind of stuff. I'd almost always answer Guardians 2 unless I'm in the middle of an MCU rewatch and I get to Civil War and I'm just... And I'm just all the way, you know, 10. It's a roller coaster ride that just never stops. So, like you said, it, you know, it has consequences. Around? It has real world consequences in it. And I get it. I can so, get behind all of great. that. And that's yeah. why, I, like, I'm fine. I'm fine with it. The only difference I would have is that I would have Guardians 2, Guardians 1, Civil War. Like, I, I can't get mad about any of that. And I don't want. Man, do I want to? Oh, man. I was just going to say it's not worth using a snap over because we're all kind of in the same spot, but I'm, is that where you're going with this? 
So what do we got left? We have both Avengers movies. We got Black Panther. We've got Captain Marvel. We've got two Spider-Man movies. Ten more movies, and they get better and better and better. I'm I'm gonna wait. I would save your snap, snap, but that's your snap. I'm not I'm not mad enough about that, and I can snap that. I wouldn't be surprised if those two are still touching. However, that could drastically change in the the coming weeks here. Um, Man, interesting. Sweet, John, give us. Give us the new rundown for those yeah. listening. So the new rundown is still Cap Civil War number one, number two Guardians Volume Two, number three Guardians Volume One, number four The Avengers, number five Age of Ultron, number six Winter Soldier, number seven well, Iron Man. What, what was that number six one again? Number six Winter Soldier. A little high, but if you ask, <laughs> number seven Iron Man, number eight Iron Man three. Number nine, Ant-Man. Ten, Doctor Strange. Eleven, Iron Man 2. Twelve, Captain America, the first Avenger. Thirteen, Thor. Fourteen, Thor, the Dark World. Number 24, The Incredible Hulk. <laughs> I'm surprised he hasn't grouped uh, Dark World to 23 just yet. Like I like that you hang on and it's only the Hulk. <laughs> like something's going to outdo... Uh... Right. I think so, okay. to we, we haven't seen Black Widow yet, guys. Starting to rewatch uh, right now. Dark World because obviously I, I wasn't there for when you guys did the, the review yeah. for it, and I I'm ten minutes and I just can't keep going. So <laughs> I do love I, the Endgame paid paid homage to it. I do no, like that. I mean, no doubt. Just, and yes, there's, pulls it up. There's merit. It, there. Yeah, it's, like, it's still matters, guys. Y'all hate it, but it matters. We're gonna bring it into the greatest selling movie ever. You <laughs> suck. <laughs> <Yeah. that. laughs> it's so good yeah now, the the part in endgame was the best part of dark world fair enough <laughs> <laughs> hands down <sighs> oh man i love I'm it they did good that. i'm happy they put a that. great spin on that well there you have it ladies and gentlemen you got our new official uh mcu reviewed rankings here at the geekiverse uh very excited about that top five specifically and um I'm excited to see where we go after this. As we've said, we've got a lot of heavy hitters coming up down the road. I I threw on social media at one point, uh, pre-Infinity War, that I said at that point, Ragnarok was a top three MCU movie, and people jumped down my throat for it, and I can't wait to see where we get it on this list. And I'm going to leave it there, because we've got next, a lot though. to talk about. Right? Isn't no, it's not next. next. Right. Spider-Man's next. Uh, so yeah, I'm going to go watch guardians volume two, I think tonight again, because I have to, because we've talked about so many moments here, but next week, ladies and gentlemen, get watching Spider-Man homecoming. We are almost there. Such a huge entry point, a milestone moment in the MCU. We finally get a a feature length Spider-Man solo film, kind of solo. We get a little bit of Iron Man in there. I uh, can't wait to to revisit that one. That's always such a fun movie. It's a laid back movie, uh, but uh, you know Tom Holland crushes it. So watch that if you want to stay on uh, on par with us as we're going through the Geekiverse's uh, the MCU reviewed as presented by Fantastic. Uh, let's wrap things up. Either uh, closing thoughts on Guardians or what we can look forward to in terms of Spider Man. John, I'm very worried about next week. Just just. Based on things that people have said, I'm just very worried about next week. All I'm gonna say. Right? What is that? Just, just stay tuned. I'm just worried about next week. I'm genuinely curious. I, I, can I piggyback off that? You should be, because yeah. I know I know what you're thinking, and it's what I'm thinking, and it, just be nervous, because you're not gonna get it where you want to get it. <laughs> Hopefully. 
I couldn't care less if this sits at 24 or 5. Like, to me, that's fine. I'm couldn't care less. Next week. <laughs> Good. Maybe I should be saying this. You should be. Uh, <laughs> JT, any, anything uh, to wrap up or transition to next week? Minus the, uh, the worry uh, that we're creating. Well, here. Definitely excited for to continue to review. But hey, we get Loki tomorrow, guys. Yes. I forgot about that. So beautiful. I'm making that. This is my last thing. I promise. I'm making a pact. And Dell, I, I was DMing you about theories for all of WandaVision. I'm done with theories. I'm glad the director came out and said there's no Mephisto and there's no this, mm-hmm. there's no that. I am going in and just enjoying it and not Smart. being upset about the end of it. That's it. No more theories. Probably talk about them every now and then, but you know, it, it's besides that. The- it's tough with the, with the Disney Plus shows because you have a week to speculate. You know, like we don't, right. you know, these ah, MCU. Oh, the, the, I mean, they kind of love that. They love that right, people right. do that. I mean, hundred percent. It's, it's it's great. It's awesome. But like that is the yeah that that's that's tough when you when you start to you know hop on the forums and the Facebook pages and you there, there's there's seeds that are planted and maybe they're going to pay off in future films. But like we're hoping right. they pay off next week, stuff like that. So. Yeah, I, I level, level those expectations and you can really enjoy what they're doing out there. Yeah, I know the director did say that M- there, there is going to be a lot of MCU, or I guess future MCU impact in Loki. I don't know what that's going to be, obviously, but um, maybe some what if um, mm. kind of correlation. So we'll Hope see. That. So we've got, a, we believe, either a, a full length film or a series coming every month for the rest of the year. <sighs> say Good stuff. <laughs> we have just kidding. Uh, <laughs> Dell will give a you know final thoughts today, thinking about Spider Man, and then if you wouldn't mind uh, one last plug uh, for the wonderful folks, including yourself at Twenty Six Shirts and Fantastic. Yeah, yeah. Um, James Gunn, if you're listening, thank you for making such awesome films. You know, uh, Disney, if you're listening, thank you for bringing James Gunn back for Guardians Three. Um, it I can't imagine it without his filmmaking prowess. Um, and then in terms of, uh, you know, the next week, unfortunately I won't be able to join. Um, maybe that's good. I think I talk too much sometimes on these things. I get so excited, but, um, I'm really looking forward to, uh, getting angry at at what you guys do next week. So that'll be fun. And, um, I cannot wait for Loki to drop uh, tomorrow. Um, I, I feel like if um, I ever had a band, I would want my first album to be burdened with glorious purpose. Oh, so, I love um, that quote so much. <laughs> so uh, I, I love that that's the Loki we're getting in this series, you know, because it was great to see that arc, you know, him saying Odin's son in Endgame. That was great. Um, and really acknowledging that, you know, he's part of this family. But now we get to forego all of that character arc and go back to him being a jerk. Um <laughs> from the Avengers. So I, I'm looking forward to uh, what, what they have in store with this, with this show. Yeah, I think it's, uh, I I've said it all the time. I can't believe we're getting a series with Tom Hiddleston focused on Loki. We are so lucky. No pun intended there. It's going to be awesome. Uh, Dell for, for 26 shirts. Oh, uh, yeah. One yeah, last yeah, that part too. That part too. Yeah. Thanks. <laughs> um, yeah. Check out 26 shirts.com. Check out fantastic.com. Um, we love, just making designs that are fun and celebrate things that, you know, hopefully all of us love and um, do good at the same time. So, um, yeah, I appreciate you guys giving the shout out every week and, uh, you know, continue to check it out. We're constantly putting out new things. And if anybody ever has a cool idea for a shirt design, do not be shy. Um, I guarantee whatever you send me is not the worst suggestion I've heard. 
Um, so by all means, anybody listening, feel free to share. Yeah, I I second that, ladies and gentlemen. You know, make a suggestion if you you want it to happen. Uh, incredible stuff. We're lucky to to be partnered up with Fantastic and Twenty Six Shirts. Uh, always love having you on, Dell. Hope to have more of you in the future. Um, you know, as you you said to me, you will move heaven and earth to get on some of those Avengers ones. So we're gonna hold you to it. Um, those are gonna be mega episodes. Like I can't imagine them. <laughs> I know we kind of target anywhere from like forty five minutes, maybe a little over an hour. Those are gonna go two hours. Like it's I'm, just it's how it's gonna go. Carve out your night. I'm taking a day go off for work. It. Yeah, I'm taking a day off work. <laughs> I'm gonna I'm prepping. I'm gonna be. Yeah, it's gonna be intense. <laughs> Yeah, I'm, I'm here for it, and you know we we got to get ready for it. So we'd love to have you, the the Geekiverse community, along for the ride. Uh, whether you're checking out content at thegeekiverse.com on Facebook, Twitter, or Instagram, listening to the podcast version of this episode wherever you download podcasts, or visiting YouTube.com/slash thegeekiverse to watch the video version and all our crazy facial expressions as we're disagreeing with things or agreeing with things and having things validated. Case in point, John, it's just a beautiful, beautiful thing. Or what great T-shirts we're wearing. We appreciate the follow, the like, the the comment on the video. Tell us what your rankings are to date. Last thought, guys. As I mentioned, you know, I got through my list of all the awesome volume mix songs. It wasn't as fun as the first one when John realized, wait, Josiah, are you just saying all the song titles? Yes, John, I am. But it was still satisfying nonetheless. So um, give me your thoughts on all of it. For Dell, for John, for JT. I'm Josiah. Thanks again for tuning into this week's episode of the MCU Reviewed. We'll catch you soon. Have a wonderful night.